How is your prayer life? How much time do you spend in prayer? This week we begin a six-week study on prayer, and we'll learn why to pray and how to pray, and hopefully we'll learn how to overcome the challenges to prayer. Now this week we begin with the priority of prayer. So why this study? Well, first, I need it. My prayers are weak. Anemic might be a better word to use. But how are yours? As modern humans, we feel we have a large amount of control over our lives. Often, it's not until we lose control or become desperate that we find ourselves crying out to God. Then we feel like we need God. But until then, we can go merrily on our way doing life on our own. Or so we think. Here's the start of our main scripture text for this week. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Jesus is going to tell a parable, a story to his disciples about prayer. Why is this? Well, first, Jesus has seen the pattern of the prayers of his disciples, and he wants them to keep praying. Think about the way way prayer works for us. We come to God in desperation with an urgent need. We pray. We expect God to act. And often he does then and there. But sometimes not. Do we continue to pray when we feel we have not seen an answer? You see, how we pray reveals what we believe about God. If God is there to come to my rescue when I need him and that's all, we'll not persist in prayer for very long if we don't receive an answer. Why should we? We've already sought God out. We've already come to God with our request and seen no reply. But imagine if we see that God walks with us through every chapter of our lives. Then how might we approach prayer? We would take our need to God and then we would keep talking, keep praying. You see, prayer is an opportunity for fellowship with the living God. Jesus wants his disciples to always pray, not just at times of urgency. So what happens in Jesus is the opening of our new and different way of coming to God. We come to God as our Father, knowing that our Father desires fellowship with us. We come to find ourselves speaking with Him about anything and everything. We're not going to stop praying when answers don't come. We're not going to stop praying because we've been praying too long. We're going to keep praying. And that's the second thing to see. Jesus wants us not to give up. What has happened in a relationship when people stop talking? Perhaps one fear we have that keeps us from praying is silence. We fear that if, that there isn't really that much between us and God, between you and God. So what happens if I pray and I feel like God stands me up completely? If I feel I don't hear from God at all? If I don't get an answer? or if I don't get the answer that I want, or if I don't get an answer quickly. Then, if we pray and that happens, well, 
Again, why keep praying? You see, to pray is to hope. To hope that God will hear us. To hope that God will respond and engage with us and answer. To pray is to risk that God may let you down. That your hopes will be dashed. And that is something, well, we want to avoid. We can avoid disappointment by not praying. By not looking to God and depending on God. But the end result is distance. Distance from God. Feeling as if God is far off and we're really on our own in life. This is one reason the stakes are so high with prayer. But they shouldn't be. And here's why. The primary goal of prayer is not to get what we want from God. Though there's nothing wrong with bringing our needs to Him, it is time with God Himself, sharing every aspect of our lives with God. This is what we miss out on when we stop praying. We miss communion with God, knowing and walking with God as our loving Father. Again, this is why Jesus says, keep praying, keep going to God, learn to walk with God. We see this in Jesus. Even as he approaches the cross, even as he knows he must face crucifixion, he never stops speaking to his Father. He keeps on praying. Even as the distance of sin separates him from his Father, even as death nears, he seeks communion with the Father. This really is prayer. It's keeping the conversation going, even when we have doubts, and even when we're disappointed, even when we feel lost and feel hope draining from our lives, we continue to pray. Tish Harrison Warren, an author, tells about an evening when she and her husband had guests over for dinner. During the dinner, Tish began to feel poorly. When she excused herself from the table, she found she was bleeding and not just a little bit. Sadly, it was a miscarriage. Quickly, she called her husband for help. He excused the guests and rushed her to the hospital. And as they were entering into the emergency room, Tish told the nurse that they were going to pray. As Christ followers, prayer is woven into all the moments of our lives. The good, the painful, all moments. And she and her husband prayed together to the Lord. Keep us the apple of your eye. Hide us under the shadow of your wing. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Defend us, Lord, from the perils and dangers of this night. That night, Tish lost her baby, but she didn't lose God, and she didn't lose faith. And here's why. Prayer is a decision to trust in God. This is what we will continue looking at as we pick up tomorrow. Would you pray with me? Some of us, Father, are hurting. Others have questions and we cannot answer. But all of us need your grace. We seek your face in prayer. We seek communion. Communion with you in our lives and in this moment. And we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.